Jennifer at No Label Brewery, and you're listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show with John Denman. Come out to No Label seven days a week and join us for some badass beers on tap. Don't forget to visit our website at nolabelbrew.com for all events happening at our brewery. Hope to see you soon. All right, this is Drink of Ages Radio Show, and this week we're going to have from True Anomaly, Michael Duckworth and Tom Ostrom hanging out. So everybody, grab yourself some good beers and get ready for Drink of Ages Radio. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, we are here at Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive. I'm John Denman. DJ Muskratch is a producer. And we're hanging out with our buddies from True Anomaly. So, Duck and Tom are both hanging out. Uh, welcome. Guys, back to the pub. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Good to be back. And I was looking. I was looking. You know, Facebook's good for a lot of things. It's also good for a lot of really bad things. But one <laughs> thing it is just for, like, to when things happen, like the timeline is really good. I'm like, man, when did True Anomaly open up? So I was scrolling back, scrolling back, scrolling back. And you didn't have to scroll that far. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that far. Yeah, it is. It, it was a slow connection, so you know it was taking a little bit, but <laughs> get through there, and it's like, man, that was not that long ago. Uh, was it February? Uh, February we had a soft opening. April was our uh, wide opening to the the public. So yeah, just about seven months now. So yeah, uh, yeah we, did, we did our first brews at the very end of last January. So we're almost up on coming up on a year of brewing. So, what were those yeah. first brews? Oh man, the very first brew I believe was a small giant, right? Yeah, small giant, and then uh, we still got that one on tap. No, not no. that specific brew. But no, we do. You we know do, what I mean. We still have small giant on tap. Yes, it's taking a little while to get through <laughs> yeah, that one. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. A lot of yeah. aging. We, we do a lot of aging. You never know. Yeah, we've done a few of those, and then wasn't it uh, Ben's IPA after that? Yeah, I think that's yeah. right. Small giant yeah. and Ben's IPA are first two. Yep, and yeah. that's when our soft opening occurred with two beers on tap. Yeah, we still yeah. have both those on tap too. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But again, how many, not how many batches? <laughs> yeah, but say, how many batches are you into into now? Yeah, more point? more than a couple. We're we're, uh, sure. we're 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 looking at about 600 barrels this year, uh, thereabouts. So close to 60 60 batches on a 10 barrel system. Yeah, it's a lot of brewing. So, yeah, it's a lot of brewing for the first year. It's been good all through the tap room. We just well, we just started some limited distro, which we'll I'm sure we'll get into, but. Yeah, it's been a busy year, but uh, a good first year. Yeah, it's yeah. been a ton of fun. Out of those uh, 60 batches, we've had about 35 released um, new new batches yeah. to the at-large community. Yeah. So um, that's that's a lot of beer. Which, as as the, the guy who brews the beer, it's too many different unique recipes. As uh, the guy that names the beers, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, that's also too many. Yeah. You're starting to run yeah. out of ideas. I mean, that's <laughs> exactly. what happens. Uh, that's yeah, why. we really kind of... We really kind of went through all our good ideas real quick. We're like, now what are we gonna do? <laughs> well, that's why. That's why you're seeing a lot of breweries. They have series, and where it's, you know, it could be anything. It yeah. could be what? What does a uh, the wardrobe series that B52 has? Yeah. Well, now so it's easy. We can name the next thirty beers. 
Yeah. We do a park series, and in fact, we just had a, a, a new pale ale come on today. It's our single hot pale ale series that we're naming after parks in Houston. Right, Nelson Park. That's a, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Nelson yeah. Park is what this one's called, and it's just one of those things that gives you one less name to stress about, because all you got to just do is do some Google searches and find a cool park. And It's not always that easy, Tom. I know it's not that easy. It's not always that easy, yeah. <laughs> Turns out not every hop has a park here that's in uh, Houston. This specific version is called Nelson Park and happens to have Nelson Salvin hops in it, so that made right. that one easy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that just went on today, so. Yeah, yeah there's, there's plenty of parks yeah, different different aspects. A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. We had Spots Park. We had uh, Bergside, which is a skate park, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a Strata, 100% Strata hopped. We have this one, 100% Nelson's hop, yep. which goes to Nelson Park. Real great. Pale ale, base, just beautiful. Uh, helps accentuate that hop character. Yep. Uh, and this one, again, Tom already said, released today, come through the weekend. A lot of people end up uh, kind of trying to over the next couple of weeks and we hope everybody enjoys very mm-hmm. light crisp easy uh white wine character a little gooseberry mm-hmm. if anybody knows what gooseberry is the schnozberries <laughs> taste like schnozberries yeah, i don't know what a gooseberry is it tastes like gooseberry i yeah. don't either to me they taste like nelson salvin hops <laughs> yeah, there, there, you there, go. You go. there you go there you go that's just if everybody can just get in line with yeah. that gooseberry yeah. tastes like gooseberry yeah that's what it is yeah uh, no i've never even i don't think I've even heard of them. So, all right. Well, we'll get you in. Well, I'm, I should have brought one for you this evening, but uh, didn't happen. So we'll have to try again sometime. <laughs> Fortunately, I know where the brewery is. Yeah. And uh, where is it at? It's, uh, it's, it's. It can be on my way home quite a bit. So it's. <laughs> it's not. If I go that way. If you go that way. Yeah. Really yeah. We're easy. over here on uh, West Dallas. We're over on East Dallas. Mm-hmm. Just the other side of Dallas. It turns out. The good part of Dallas. The good. I concur. <laughs> the better part of Dallas. Yeah, you guys. I mean, just right there on the east side, and that that whole area has just gone just crazy nuts over there with the truck yard opening up, mm-hmm. and well, you got good burgers, you got good food, everything just right. On. But there's so many places that's opened up in the last year. Yeah, it's blown up. It's blown up a bunch. We got good food, good burgers across the street, good pizza bar across the street. We typically have a food truck. On the weekends, Fridays, weekends, not every day, but, but most days. Yeah, it's been a good area for us. We get a lot of foot traffic. I'll tell you, we're right there by Minute Maid Park for the Astros games, Dynamo games, and Rockets. And I'll go ahead and say the best pregamers so far, and this is this is the Astros fans, I want them to hear this so that they can, next time Step I'm on the show, I can change it. The Dynamo fans, man, uh-huh. they come out hard. For a 7 o'clock Dynamo game, they're pregaming by like 2 o'clock. And they're there the whole afternoon. I mean, they're serious about it. Yeah. So, yeah. And those matches are 90 minutes, right? Yeah. So, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. We're right. right back to the brewery yeah. right after that. Dynamo's games are draw. Let's no, get back been, in there and enjoy the evening. Astros, Astros games are, are great, too. And we love we love to have those fans in. So, yeah, it's it's a good spot. We get a lot of foot traffic. It's been good good for us. Yeah. I still haven't been to a Dynamo game. I don't know how, how that's Oh, happened. man, it's a great stadium. Small. Yeah. There's isn't a bad seat in the house. Yeah. Exciting. Yep. A lot of fun. Yeah. You ever, I mean, you ever used to go to the Arrows games? Yes. Yeah. Remember the Arrows games? Uh, Remember how awesome it was to get those center were, ice yeah. kind of right up front? It was like 20 bucks, uh, and you could like, you know, wine and dine yourself and whoever. Unlike, <laughs> unlike all the other stadiums these days. Right. Yeah. That yeah. Take out a second loan to go watch a game. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So come back in the fold. Check out a Dynamo game. 20, 30 bucks will give you primo seats. 
the beers aren't any cheaper, anyway. but that, that's why you no, come and drink it. That's, you, that's why you pregame exactly. post game. That's, that's right. That's right. That's right. Where you only need like three while you're there. Yeah. Well, ninety minutes. Yeah. Eh, maybe maybe four. <laughs> but yeah, don't short sell yourself. Yeah. Really, come in early, <laughs> hang out. We got pale ales to last all day for you. Got that grisette, four and a half percent all day. I challenge you, sir, to have a good pregame with that one. Damn. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's on the list. It's on the list to get over there too. And then every time, also, I'm like, oh yeah, the Dynamo game, and then I just forget all about it. And fortunately, I, I think we were pretty I bad like this soccer. year, if I remember correctly. I know we've been good in the past, but I don't think we were very good this year. Dynamo. Mm, it's my yeah. understanding, and I'll tell you from again voter turnout, and by voter I mean beer turnout. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the early games. Uh, I think first of half draw. of the season, I think we had a better draw, maybe yeah. against some less stellar teams. Uh, we were above 500. Once we started veering below 500, and then well below 500. Uh, that was that bad, huh? Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll turn it around. Interest turned around a little bit, but you know, we'll we'll pick it back up. And hopefully, as a nation in general, right? I mean, gotta gotta get go. that soccer going. We gotta get back in that World Cup. Are you kidding me? We missed oh it. God, I can't believe yeah. it. We were watching the World Cup together. You remember that? Pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Where were we watching that at? CBC. The World Cup? Yeah, you don't remember? CBC Nashville? Yeah. When was that? No, uh, was it last year or year before that? Yeah. Well, last year was uh, was Denver. Nashville before no, that. Oh, year before that. Yeah, we must have been. Oh, no, was I can't it? remember. Before yeah. that, Philadelphia? No, uh, DC. That was my DC, first year. DC yeah. before that. Philadelphia the year before that. Nashville yeah. was my first year going. Next year's uh, San Antonio. San Antonio. That's right. Is, yeah. Texas Love. I don't, it's weird that San Antonio got it. It doesn't. Uh, don't understand yeah. that, but. Yeah, I mean, we would have preferred it been here, especially a bit being on our back door. That and would all. be very <laughs> convenient. Yeah, that yeah. would have been uh, fantastic. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, no, we're gonna get out there. It makes it easy to to get out there, so it's always a good time. Nashville was a fun time. Yeah, oh, Nashville was great. Nashville was great. Yeah, for I sure. And Denver so much was hot great chicken. Too. Cool town, might as well. Why don't we have more hot chicken around here? Uh, Tell I, me why. I think that it's just it's. Certain things just taste better in certain places. Now, That's somebody was opening up a hot chicken truck. No. I did see that. I, I saw that. So this, was, this was Duck's idea. Yeah. No. no, I saw it scrolling no. through. If yeah, you're a venture capitalist media. out there and you're looking to spend some money, you let me know because we're looking. And I would absolutely 1,000% have a hot chicken, hot food chicken truck. You know my idea in college? Done. Which has already been implemented? Clear toaster so you can tell when your toast is done. That's not a bad idea either. It's a great idea, yeah, but done. now people now they exist. It's, no, it's no, too no. late. Any, I want to be real honest with you, Tom, because I remember when you were talking about this uh, <laughs> long ago. They do exist now, and Tom was very upset when he There's found out somebody else brought it to, to market, yeah. but nobody uh, I know owns one. So <laughs> well, what the hell other? happened? That's true. That's a yeah. good point. So maybe it was it's like not a, a novelty. It was more of a novelty. Nobody really gives a so shit. So I need to make assume. it your everyday thing. Yeah. Okay. It's like a clear fridge. Everybody thinks, oh my God, no, it'd be great to see my fridge. fridge but everybody looks at what their fridge looks they're like. They're, nah, I don't that's want to see that. Yeah. But toaster, though, not yeah. a bad idea. I mean, yeah. I mean it seems like something you'd find at Sharper Image. Like right. when you're no. at the airport. That's where it was. And but it was like, also $4,000. Yeah. So <laughs> nobody wanted to buy something it. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's get some more beers. Let's take a quick break. And we get back, we'll talk more with True Anomaly. This is Drink of Ages. Oh man, it's a trip here, man. I got to have freedom, man. I'm just a man, too. And I'm gonna get down anyway, you know how that be. Everything gonna be mellow with me, yeah. Cause I'm gonna cope with the situation, yeah. 
Depression? <laughs> I ain't even worried. Good God. Hey. Sean from Platypus Brewery and man, a lot of stuff going on in December. Tell us about some of these beers you guys have coming out. Yeah, mate, we've got lots going on at the uh, brewery in December. We start with our Boozy Brown Ale, our Woolly Jumper, to be paired with our Fig Jam Brown Ale that's just come out. In addition to that, we've got our Ugly Sweater and, and the one not to be missed, the event of the year, the Best in Show Budgie Smuggler will be uh, absolutely uh, judged at our beach Christmas party on the 21st. And we top that off with our Stout Week. We have two Stouts and our first ever bottle release, which is our Bourbon Barrel-Aged Imperial Stout. That sounds really good. I can't wait. Yeah, a lot of, lot of really badass stuff happening over at Platypus. If you haven't been by there, then stop by, get some delicious chicken wings, check out their menu, really good food. And, of course, man, enjoy some of these great beers. All right, so we look forward to seeing you out. Remember, rock out with your stout out. Scratch, and we're hanging out with True Anomaly, Michael Duckworth, and Tom Ostrom as our guest this week. If you're driving around Montrose area, stop by, come have a pint with us over at Drink of Ages Pub. A lot of really good beers on tap. Um, no True Anomaly, though, on tap at the moment, but we'll get that changed here pretty soon, hopefully. Hoping and wishing. Hoping and wishing. <laughs> Just like Teddy. That's my dog. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure where I was, I was, I was thinking. Going. I'm like, well, all right. Just hanging out, looking up at me, waiting for some scripts. Just, just hoping and wishing. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, we'll get over here. We'll, we will. We will. No, the good good thing is, though, is that you guys are putting beer out there. And I like, I like your idea, you know, get some of these outskirts yeah. areas, some of, the, some of the really good beer bars and places that's not... So, I mean, in Houston, right. there's a thousand places to go drink a beer. But yeah. then you can get to these other places down south and up north. So you guys are putting beer up there. Yeah, we are. We have, uh, so we got a tap takeover this Friday over at Beers Looking at You down in Clear Lake. 
Uh, we've had a few others down that uh, way as well. We've uh, just last weekend we were over at Hop Scholar, and uh, coming in in January we've got lined up uh, Growler USA actually going out that direction, and uh, we've got a couple other that I'm uh, talking to. To uh, again, just like you said, get outside the loop, get uh, our uh, product uh, just out out there in the field. You know, get people excited about what we're doing, and then if you're not within that you know, easy access inside the loop, uh, pr proximity area, then, uh, you know, we're trying to accommodate that area and, and, you know, lend, lend ourselves to, you know, trying some new stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, once you start distributing beer, I mean, that definitely changes how you operate. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure it's always been part of the plan, but then it's like, all right, guys, we're going to start delivering beer now. And that just adds a whole nother element of fun. Yeah, for sure. We uh, we were very methodical about it. Obviously, we wanted to keep everything in house uh, and just close to proximity as possible for as long as possible. Um, we just recently, in the past couple months, started um, getting you know honestly just a little more bit capacity than we're pushing through the tap room, which gave us the opportunity to push out into some other accounts and and, and areas. Um, we uh, we we prefer honestly to have that point of contact where you come into the tap room, get a good introduction to the beer and the different styles we have. Honestly, from top to bottom on our board list, maybe we got 14 beers on at any given point in time, and there's only going to be two or three, four that the average beer consumer is going to be uh, you know familiar um, off the cuff. You know, come in say, oh, I oh, that's a pale, that's an IPA. I get what those are. What's uh, what's a grisette? What's a saison? What's what are these wild and sours you're doing? And that gives us the opportunity to make that introduction, um, give you some samples, and tell you about the beers and have them with you to get you acclimated to what we're uh, providing, and then get you on board to um, you know try some new things and venture out in some new different areas. You know, so uh, given that first opportunity has been very important to us, and now that we're past. Uh, the production limits of the tap room, we're able to leverage that to get into some other areas. And again, our mindset is if that you're within a 15, 20 minute inside the uh, 610 loop driving kind of area, then we're gonna give you an opportunity outside of the area to try our stuff, you know? Um, and that's what we're doing. And yeah. it's been and it's, uh, really it's been fun. It's been fun. For me as the brewer, like it's always, like Duck said, it's it's nice to have control of your product 100% where it's being served out of your tap room. I can taste all the beer that we're serving to all the customers, right? And if anything's going on, I can I can point it out right away. I can talk to the bartenders, whatever. Once beer leaves the building, it's a little bit different, right? So now, you know, we're doing these tap takeovers, so we go and we're having our beers at other bars, which is actually really cool, you know, to see how that beer is pouring, how the head retention is. Like, I mean, I'm looking at every little thing. Like glassware, like how are the lines, you know, how is our beer holding up? Like it's different at every location, right? And so it's good to get out there and, and see your beer in the wild. It's a ton of fun, uh, but it is a little stressful because uh, you're not always there to, to do uh, quality control and talk to the consumer, you know? So it's, well, I know we, we're going to places that have really good knowledgeable backgrounds, great yeah, bartenders, exactly. beer bars, and all that stuff. And it's a ton of fun. And we've already had people who've literally had beers down in Clear Lake at the places we're at now and have come to our brewery because they had the beer down there. Brandon, our bartender, told me that the other day. He's like, he's, he's heard that three times already. So it's doing exactly what we intended to do is basically draw people in from out the outskirts. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it, it's 
there's so many places out there to put beer in, but there's only a few that like, I would want my beer in, right? I mean, sure. Because it's, it's, there, there's been a few stops that I've had. It's like, oh, I'll get a Dell's Pell Yeah. <laughs> I know what that tastes like, and it's, it's a really good beer, and it doesn't taste like Dell's Pell L. And it's like, oh, nope. Yeah. Bad lines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a smaller subset that we feel certainly early days comfortable with uh, distributing to and ensuring that they're going to get a similar experience to when they walk in the tap room and have the not only the clientele, but uh, people behind the bar that are going to represent the beer well, that I'm you know, positive that the lines are being treated well, right. and uh, that they're open to trying new and different things. You know, um, and we're very excited. Like like Tom said, it's been uh, thrilling, honestly, uh, even in the short time we've done it to go in. And because, you know, at the end of the day, we're still just, you know, um, small brewers. You know, we're, we're a micro nano brewery that um, is focused on uh, putting out new beers as opposed to quantity, you know, quality over quantity. So when we put out new beers, um, they mean every single one means something important to us. And even if it's something that we've done before, it's still only our fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth batch that we've done. So it just still means a lot to us. So it's still a representation of us, still um, a big part of who we are. We want to go and have it represented well and being able to go into those new places um, while there might be you know, new to the area, we want to ensure that uh, they're being represented well. And all the places that we've, uh, you know, been distributing thus far have been those kinds of places that aren't having, you know, your normal everyday uh, beers that, you know, are on call 24-7. When they run out, they're looking for another half barrel of it and it needs to be there or else, you know, it's printed in a menu somewhere and, you know, we're not changing our damn menu, right? These are places where we got a chalkboard just like we do or something else or a digital board or something else where you can have a rotator or something new and and they're open to saying, hey, I don't necessarily need this specific beer, but if you have a beer that you have available now, that would be great, right? Well, let's just get another something in from True Anomaly. People are, are really interested and um, excited about what you guys are, are bringing forward, and those are the accounts that we're looking for right now and that we're partnering with. Um, it's a good strategy because uh, most of the, the, the people that are out looking for craft beer, I mean, it's a small little bubble anyways, and you know, the Houston market that are actively looking for it, and they want to try something different. Right. And they want to try something different every time they put a beer in a glass. It needs to be something that I, that I haven't had before. Yeah, that I haven't logged before. Yes, yeah, they haven't logged. For a subset, yes, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a fickle bunch, that is for sure. But now it's a good strategy, and, and the cool thing about, about uh, if you've been in the tap room, then you know, I mean, you serve a lot of beers right out of the bright tank. So, I mean, it's just a very attractive way to, when you go there sitting at the, at the brewery, the True Anomaly, and you're looking up and you see all the shiny metal and everything right there that you're getting a beer out of. Yeah, and that's something we're very proud of, honestly. Uh, it's tank fresh, right? It's something that we're a big selling point for us and a stronghold that we're trying to literally provide you the freshest beer available that, that we can possibly provide, right? It goes from the fermenter to that bright tank, which is a serving vessel, into the tap line, into your glass. There's literally no way to get it fresher to your 
to your glass. That is the right. freshest beer that you can right. have. To your mouth. Right? To your mouth. So, like, yeah. if you're looking for fresh, anything we're doing on the IPA end, anything we're doing on the hazy end, anything we're doing on the pails, right? We're, we have these uh, dry hot pails. We just released uh, one this week. I think Tom mentioned earlier. Or maybe he didn't. I'll, I'll point it out now. We have uh, that Nelson, that pale, right? 100% Nelson 7 pale. It's literally the freshest that you can get, right? I mean, come get it early and come get it fresh. That uh, other breweries try to bottle, try to, you know, can and say, you know, drink by this. Like, yeah, that's, that's you know, them trying to tell you get it fresh, right? Mm-hmm. Get it best. Buy. Right, and we have that opportunity to give it to you. That, and that's the the way that we set up our brewery. Yeah, um, and the more the more that I, you know, the the deeper I get into the into into creating these beers, the more it's reinforced that the fewer steps it takes to get beer into your glass, the better. Because every step you take in moving a beer around, you're losing you're losing aroma, you're losing character on that beer or whatever. So, the fewer the steps, the better. You know, even that last little kegging step that we do just to distribute. You know, we're doing our best to make sure that it doesn't make a difference at all, but it does make a little bit of a difference. So the beer is always going to be a little fresher at our building, coming straight, uh, coming straight out of those bright tanks. Right. Yeah, which is why we always encourage everybody to come exactly. have it at the brewery, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of, like you said, the the, the whole distro plan that you guys have is like, well, if you're close enough, just come drink it at the brewery. Right, right, hundred percent. For all those all those people that live, you know, yeah, right. Yeah, if you're not, then. Exactly. Be able to yeah. go get at some of these some of these places. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break. Talk more of a true anomaly. And uh, yeah, everybody get some good beers. We'll be right back. Are you thinking of buying, selling, or renting a house? Let my good friend Amber Sear with Stanfield Properties help with all your real estate needs. She is your real estate connection. Amber is a second-generation real estate agent and holds herself to the highest ethical standards. She is a member of the National Association of Realtors, Texas Association of Realtors, and Houston Association of Realtors. Work with a knowledgeable native Houstonian who I know well and I trust. 
Whether buying, selling, or renting, contact Amber Sear from Sandfield Properties. Her email address is amberseer.realtor at gmail.com. That's ambercyr.realtor at gmail.com. Or call her at 832-715-5455. Again, that's 832-715-5455. All right, if you guys need anything like some shirts, some merch, some stickers, uh, from koozies to any of that stuff, whether you're a brewery, a distillery, or yeah, you just have a business you want to get started and get your brand out there, man, you need to talk to my buddy Rodney Campbell over at Cask Branding. He can take care of you with your glassware. You're, I mean, like I said, he makes all of our shirts here at Drink of Ages. He does a lot of stuff for a lot of people around Houston. So reach out for caskbranding.com, Rodney Campbell, and tell him that you heard on Drink of Ages, and, man, he'll take care of you. From, from True Anomalies here. Uh, <laughs> what happened? I felt like it just needed more energy. Just needed I don't know if you were doing more. a great job of uh, really selling us <laughs> yeah, up there. Yeah, was... it's, it's one of those. It's one of those. Whenever uh, you're coming in from from commercial breaks and stuff, and and typically that's when the best conversations honestly happen is when we're not recording because uh-huh. we talk about. I mean, we we had a whole conversation about taints and. That you know didn't make it on the show, and a lot of things so get tainted outside of things. Yeah, yeah, all these conversations happen off air, and it's like ah, yeah. That's why you just need to show up and uh, hang out and drink some beer with us <laughs> while we're doing this thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome, Disney. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, oh well. Yeah. Where, where were we? we? Ah, you know what we were talking about. Uh, top 10 new breweries in uh, 2019. That's top right. Top 10, yeah, new breweries in That's Texas. Right. Yeah, we got uh, here recently, we were recognized as one of those. We were just uh, conversing about uh, how that happens, how uh, how those figures come together. I mean, we're very um, flattered to have been recognized by our fellow peers and by uh, some select group of consumers that uh, did that survey that said, hey, you know, we're really looking forward to what True Anomaly's doing here in the next year. And, um, you know, so much so that we're going to go ahead and put them in the the top 10. Top 10. And there's been uh, a lot of breweries open up this year. There's been a lot of new breweries. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we had really badass thing to make. Yeah, we're uh, as astonished as anybody. You know, we didn't set out to win any accolades or anything uh, coming into this year. We're just trying to get open and put our best foot forward. But, um, you know, it's always nice to hear that people are recognizing that and looking forward to what we're doing um, as much as we are, honestly. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, so you had the top new breweries of 2019. Then you had the top Texas breweries, and St. Arnold was uh, what, number three? Number three. up there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, yep. they were. B-52 made number five. Spindle Something Tap, like number nine. Yep. Yeah, they were so. all in the top ten, yeah. And, uh, then, and then in the top ten new breweries, you also had Astral and Megaton, which mm-hmm. are, uh, obviously, Astral's Houston. Yeah, we were just talking Megaton's about Megaton as well earlier. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, offline. Yeah, yeah, we were talking yeah, about so offline, no, but yeah. Got some sure. good representation in there, for sure. 
Uh, I think it's yeah, it's a good it's a good list, and that was cool how they pulled in the brewers' perspective. So they they got the consumers' ratings and the brewers' ratings. They kind of give you some insight into you know who's paying attention to your beer and who's excited for your beer for the next 12 months. We also made the top 50 for excitement in the next 12 months. I don't know whatever that yeah, means. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. So but here's it, what's fun. I mean, like at the end of the day, right? You have these uh, surveys that come out. I don't know what the methodology, you know, how they get there. I know this is year one or the, this one. I this one seemed to have a little more year, scientific right? backing oh, yeah. behind it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean they had it went out to it went out to every John's single brewery. Beer I know list. that. Uh, yeah. I know that we participated in it. They had somewhere upwards of nine hundred, a thousand, uh, you know, different uh, consumer, you know, people of interest within the uh, beverage, you know, craft beer uh, industry uh, respond as well. So. Um, you know, I think they did their due diligence in trying to get a uh, honest to God poll out there. I think this was year one, so we'll see. You know where it goes. Uh, hopefully, it does end up creating something of a mainstay and creating something of a more recognizable list that we can all uh, lean on or leverage coming in and seeing where uh, different breweries are trending. You know, coming up, if that's an important thing to you. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can kind of see some of the styles of the breweries because Ingenious was on there as well. I mean, so you had a lot of uh, the breweries uh, that made the top 50 list uh, breweries in Texas. They're not just sitting back making standard beers. Oh, no, There's yeah. There's a no, lot of well experimental stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's where the consumer base comes in too, right? Everybody was talking about what they're excited for, what's coming up in the next 12 months, what you're doing today, how well you're representing the brewery industry. One of the weird, or I say interesting, uh, areas that you come in on is what you've done and they gave some weighting to it inside the brewery industry right of like hey have you helped push xyz right of uh enabling more people in texas to have beer to go things like that right, right? Yeah. so people that did Your that influence got, on texas beer yeah right. right um so that was interesting too that's a little bit outside of just subjective uh, I mean, everything's subjective, but outside of the traditional, more subjective characteristics of taste or quality, mm -hmm. but saying, hey, you know, what do you think these people did to actually progress beer in Texas? So that's a that's an interesting perspective as well, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. They brought is. to the table. Yeah, not just, you know, oh, you've made, you know, this much production, and so we're going to rank you this high because of right. it. It's like, no, what was your influence on yeah. the overall beer scene? Right, yeah, and and rightfully so. You saw St. Arnold, you know, very high on that list, and yeah. where they ended well, up kind of three overall, for, you know, for, for the, sure. Uh, Texas Craft Brewers Guild and all that stuff. Yeah, and for me, uh, you know, as the guy brewing the beer, it's it's. Uh, I was actually the coolest thing for me was to see our name in that being most excited in the next twelve months thing, especially because we're pushing to get more and more fooder beer out. Um, so we've got and barrel age, barrel age beer and all that out stuff. In the next year, in 2020, we should yeah, have yeah. pretty much everything that we've been hoping to bring to market come to market, right? Yeah. We're going to have, you know, our 100% wild, you know, fermentation beers that we've been barrel aging. Right. Come to yeah, fruition. it's just one of those things that takes a long time to get up and running. And we, we've had many people come into our brewery and like, hey, I, I'm here for the sour beer, and we've got sour beer on. We absolutely do, but not as much as we would like to have, and not necessarily exactly the styles that we intend to have. So we've got we've got a tart saison coming out that's 100% food or fermented. 
We've got a grisette that we're going to be doing, some lemongrass and some lemon drop, hop, lemon drop hops in and all this stuff. And we're about to get start uh, some bottling uh, first thing next year as well. So we're going to have some bottle conditioned beers available, you know, in the next, the uh, next three, four, five, six uh, months coming up here. So that's, that's what we're excited about. And it's good to see the consumers are out there excited yeah, as well. It aligns with our excitement. Exactly. Yeah, we're excited <laughs> we're as well. Excited we're excited about excited doing it. Yeah. You know, it just takes time in. to get that kind of system up and running. And, you know, well, it takes time to get those beers made. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The beer is literally yeah, for twelve plus months. Yeah. yeah. You might in, in your mind, it's like, okay, we're going to do this, and then a year from now, these beers are going to be ready. But then right. it comes in like the beer's not ready yet. Right. And we appreciate the consumers waiting for that kind of beer. Like, you know, could we? Could we have just not opened until those beers were ready? Quite honestly, no, we couldn't have because we have to have a sustainable you, business. You still have to pay rent. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you got to pay rent. Beers to to be not at that so, location. Not at this location. Exactly. <laughs> So, you know, it's just one of those things that takes time to get going. And I, I hopefully the, the consumers will be as, uh, as, you know, satisfied as we are once the product comes out. And excited. And I excited, think uh, yeah. the other thing that uh, from that, you know, survey kind of pulling on one of those threads is that um, they provided us both the consumer input and the brewery input. And it was uh, honestly nice to see that uh, a lot of the respondents uh, from the brewery side uh, seemed very excited about what we were going on, you know, more so than the consumer side. So I think uh, if it's any kind of vote of confidence from the people that, you know, know beer, that are intimate with it, and that, you know, brew beer, um, they, uh, they're they looking at us as something to look forward to, you know, from their perspective. Right. And uh, for us, you know, and, and not, you know, kind of, Tip and Tom sat here, you know, I would say that's something that, uh, you know, is very um, worthwhile uh, effort to, to uh, persevere towards. I think, I think it puts a even more added pressure now on Tom, <laughs> if I had to guess. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't yeah. take it that way, but nah, now that you say that, sure. I agree, I agree. Put as much pressure on him as you want, yeah. So, I mean, now, now you have to. You have to live up to these ex- expectations. That's right, That's right Tom. Fair enough. That's right. You heard him. Fair Make enough. it happen. All right. All right. It's a good thing the beer is already in barrels and it's already brewed. <laughs> and I've already tasted it and I already like it. So, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it was, uh, when that list came out, it, it was it was really cool to see all the different breweries and, and friends of mine that, that have these breweries. Uh, they made the list. And, yeah, not to see as many Dallas or Austin breweries on there. Oh, I mean, now that being said, there's definitely plenty of those, right? You look at the top 50, top to bottom, and uh, fair representation, right? Um, Hopefully, we're going to, yeah, when we started this brewery um, from day one, and we're going to continue pursuing it, we uh, sought out to bring quality beer to the Houston and Texas market, you know? So, um, the whole reason we were talking earlier, like holding off on distribution and really focusing on tap room was so that we could figure out the brewery, figure out the quality processes that we need to do to ensure that we're bringing the best possible beer that we can brew to the market. So hopefully as the years come on, people look back and say, hey, True Anomaly really did do a good job at trying to bring good beer to Houston, which elevated Texas, which elevated the Texas market at large on the national stage. That's, you know, yeah. small beans, yeah, right? Small, right? We're, we're, yeah, we're no step ones in that, and I'm not trying to oversell from anything. from Charlie you know, along the way. <laughs> yeah. You know, things like that. Yeah. I haven't combed through the list in, in, in fine detail, but, I mean, it looked like a good list to me. I mean, there's even breweries like ABGB on there, which is just brewing a whole bunch of great lagers, right? And, like, so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's about brewing solid beer. And, and at the end of the day, over the long run, the consumer is going to notice which breweries are brewing good beer and which aren't. 
even if they don't know beer, because, you know, you know when you have a good meal, right? You don't have to know a lot about food to know when you have a good meal. If you got a good, if you have a good beer, you don't have to know you don't have to know a lot about beer to know that it's good. It just it comes out in the beer. So that's that's it, it'll all well said. It, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> no, I'm hungry. Hand <laughs> thirsty. Hand thirsty. I know I'm out of beer. So fortunately, it's uh, it's break time. So let's Perfect. take a break, get some more beers. We'll get back. We'll talk more with True Anomaly, Drink of Ages Radio. Stay tuned. one of Houston's fastest growing craft breweries. From the highly sought after hazy IPAs to its year-round core beers, Boomtown Blonde, Honey Hole, Hop Gusher, 5% Tint, and Houston Haze. Available at retailers all around Houston and surrounding areas. Stop by one of the nicest air-conditioned tap rooms in Houston, Thursday through Sunday, conveniently located eight miles north of downtown off 59 in Little York. Come hungry and try some of our award-winning barbecue and wood-fire pizza from Texas. Go visit our website at spindletop.com and give us a like on Facebook. Hello, Houston. This is Jared Montgomery, brewmaster at Megaton Brewery. If you have not heard of us, we're a new brewery in Kingwood. Come check out our air-conditioned tap room. Enjoy our free play arcade games, air hockey, pool table, outdoor patio games, and of course, food trucks all weekend. Try our tasty brews or grab a pint of our favorite beers made by our friends across the great state of Texas. Megaton serves wine as well. Our tap room is open Friday and Saturday and beginning September 8th, we are open noon to six for football season. Find us on Facebook for hours, events, and special beer releases. Thanks so much. All 
podcast is Drink of Ages radio show, and it's uh, doing better now, because between break, Kinks delivered some pizzas. They did. Um, was able to grub down two giant slices. And I, there's all this talk. No, so I in, uh, in case you're just tuning in, True Anomalies here. Yeah, Michael Duckworth. Be Duckworth and how much he can fit in his mouth. And Tom Ostrom. And very, very quick, man, just shove it in. And there's a little break and and another beer, <laughs> just to wash it all down. Right. But it's uh, it just constantly. I don't know why people have such a hate for pineapple on pizza because I, just, I think it's delicious. And I don't know. I think it's just something that stuck, you know, uh, become like the social issue, almost. That I think it was low hanging fruit. People people like to go for the low hanging fruit. Is pineapple low hanging? I don't know. Where did pineapples come from? Do we know? I, I got to be honest. I went and over there and looked at all three of the pizzas, and I explicitly avoided the one with pineapple on it. Now that you say that, I want to go have a slice of that because I'm sure it is delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. I'm not saying it's not good. No, it's before just not I get out of be... here, I'm definitely going to snag one of those pizzas. Right. Now that you Mainly say that. Mainly because the other ones are gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the last one left, pineapple. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah no, it's, it was. It's, it, a, it's a divisive topic, I'm sure, but I'm willing to try yeah. anything. You know what, though, flavor, you know, it's all just subjective. It's all flavors. You don't know where it's going to go. It's all flavors. Uh, pineapple, cinnamon, you don't you don't know what you like. <laughs> cilantro, that's another weird one cilantro. that people... Cilantro. I don't know about cilantro hard time beer, with. though. No, but more Yeah, probably not it. in beer. No. No. But not with that attitude. Yeah, I don't know. You can try it. We uh, could. It's, it's we could. Maybe a little spiced, a little jalapeno, serrano. It could go with cilantro. a cilantro. Oh, true story. We have a uh, fruited wheat that's coming out. It's blueberry yeah. chamomile. Chamomile. Yeah. Yeah. That Are you feeling comforting. chamomile? Mm-hmm. Slippy time. It does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're looking for Yeah, yeah. For we put a, a whole little, bunch of chamomile. Uh, Are you looking for a little nightcap? A mm-hmm. whole bunch of cam- chamomile good. in the boil. Yeah. And then uh, hit it with a blackberry at uh, in, in secondary. How so. much of that chamomile? Stays in it after the boil. So we uh, we did we we used six pounds in a ten barrel batch in uh, in our little mesh bags, and you get it on the you get it both on the nose and the flavor, but it's not over the top. I actually think it's pretty well balanced, uh, which I was definitely worried about because it was our first go at this at the large yeah. scale. Well, this is uh, our first like herb spice beer. This is our first yeah. yeah. This is our first uh, botanical herb tea kind of thing played around with a lot of yeah. fruits previously obviously yeah. we've had a number of fruited sours we've got one on right now boysenberry uh marionberry fruited yep. sour vera but this is our first uh venture towards botanicals herb spice thing. yeah we have another honest, one too yeah this wasn't something that we did a whole bunch as homebrewers either actually our uh my uh assistant brewer eric i gotta give him a quick shout out is uh, a big influence on us kind of pulling in these uh, teas and botanicals and stuff, which are a cool idea. What they do is they help highlight the fruit, right? So we're going to make a blackberry sour. What do you do to highlight that? You you can throw some some tea or botanicals in there to help elevate that flavor, which is what the chamomiles hopefully does. And honestly, it's come across really great. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy with uh, where it's at right now. Yeah. Speaking of adjuncts, Mm -hmm. we do. We have a beer right now in our kegerator, a test batch. Uh, with uh, cinnamon and what else? More cinnamon. Cinnamon and more cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamon yeah. and uh, and whiskey. So we did a. Uh, what we're working on right now is a cinnamon and. Uh, uh, sounds like uh, already sounds like a hangover. Bourbon yeah, barrel aged. Reminds me of whiskey. Cinnamon Cause you, whiskey. Because it was so delicious, you had too many. Yeah. yeah. 
So there's a backstory. So basically, long, long ago, when we were still homebrewers, uh, extraordinaires, Fred Fowler, uh, uh, you know, one of the co-hosts of ESPN 975 The Blitz, great, great talk show in the afternoon, he just said on air randomly, he's like, I've been waiting for someone to make a cinnamon porter. Why doesn't anybody make a cinnamon porter? Blah, 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 blah. And I listened, I, saw, I heard that in the car, I tweeted at him, and I was like, hey, Fred, you know, we're a bunch of just random homebrewers working on Open a Brewery. This was before True Anomaly, right? Oh, yeah, this, this is, is this well before True Anomaly. This right. is like literally like five years ago, no joke. And uh, I was like, we'll make you a cinnamon porter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he actually got back to me. I never expected him to get back to me, so he did. We emailed back and forth for a little bit. Uh, it fell off after that, which, you know, we were busy, he was busy, no big deal. We opened True Anomaly. He happens to live in the East Downtown, Edo area, so he's been at the brewery a bunch of times. Good, good guy. Uh, and we got to talking about the collab again, and we did a test batch. It's a cinnamon stout now with uh, with some bourbon barrel age aspects to it. We're gonna get some Whitmire barrels barrels in and do a collab. So we got the test batch ready. We're gonna do some tasting with him and the Whitmire's guys. We're gonna do the batch uh, as a collab with with him, and he's been a you know good friend of ours, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Oh yeah, so, huge advocate. Yeah, loves that style. Uh, try try lab. What do we call that? Yeah, not a more collab, than a but a three-way right. lab. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a menage a trois. So, it's yeah. a menage a trois lab. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. We got more than the two. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we should leverage that, right? Precisely. Yeah. 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 Make good. it sexy. Yeah, so that's uh, one thing we got cooking right now. I mean, ESPN, True Anomaly, and Whitmars, that's pretty damn sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Friends in high places, right? I mean, you know, we're working on it. We're, we're just trying to, we're trying to hitch our wagon to somebody. <laughs> No, it's all coming together. <laughs> no, that beer sounds it's really good, though. Sexy. Yeah, no, the test batch is cool. It's uh, cinnamon and beer is, is you know you got to be careful with it. There's the oils too, hurt the head retention a little bit, but we're we're working on that. So yeah, it's it'll be a fun beer. Yeah, just put red hots in it. Is that, is that <laughs> the cool thing? Way to ruin it, John. <laughs> That's good. That's the secret. <laughs> That's why we haven't done a collab with John. <laughs> oh, just wait. Or a menage. Or a menage. He'd take up all One of us at this table can say that. <laughs> uh, that was an awkward silence on purpose. <laughs> oh, we're still in the air. <laughs> sorry, I was just reminiscing. Uh, uh, uh. What else we got coming out next week, Tom? Next week? Well, next week is Christmas, but, yeah. uh, but, but we've got a quad coming up. For New Year's. For New Year's. That's yeah. right, for our party. We have a New Year's party Tell coming up. Tell me about up. this party coming yep. up. And we have a, well, so the party is a ticketed event, which is now available open to the public. Uh, I think it's out well, on our shortly, Facebook page. Yeah, until it sells out. <laughs> yeah, until it sells out. It's out on our Facebook page now. Um, and yeah, we're going to have a new quad on for that. Basically, we brewed a, Bel- a Belgian single, a Belgian double, a Belgian triple, and a Belgian quad. Uh, kind of one after the other. And the quad's the last one to come out. And it's in our bright tank right now, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be out for New Year's. So, ready, beautiful, yeah, ready. It's yeah, uh, about so ten, exactly ten percent. Ten percent, big yeah. party. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. We got a nice uh, New Year's event coming up. We, um, like Tom said, ticketed, uh, trying to really just make it like more intimate. We got some jazz bands coming in. We got um, some special glassware. We've got this new beer release. It's it's he's beating around the bush, but it's it's a 20s themed party, 1920s flapper era themed party because it's 2020, mm-hmm. literally 100 years from that era. You know, so the last might as well 20s. celebrate That's the last 20s. So well, might as well. We're already uh, back in the 20s again. Yeah. Which yeah. is weird because 1980 was also 20 years ago. <laughs> so 
The no, math is kind of funky. Well, it just feels that way. Forty years ago. You know what I mean, though. It doesn't seem like it was that <laughs> yeah. long ago. Yeah, because sure. in enough. my head. I feel like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just made their way onto the market. Right. And I'm still collecting all those little figurines. figurines. Yeah. That's right, no, yeah. That's just you. I know. But I mean, I there's know. another Star Wars out. Yeah, right? so it that's just, true. All this weird stuff that... It always comes full circle. Uh, right. Another Bill and Ted's is Do we out. believe... Hold on, real quick. Do we believe this is the world, the, the last Star Wars? Oh, of course not. No. Uh, Obviously, there's going to um, be more. But they're um, going to... Yeah, they're going to take a break is for it? five, six, seven years, and then they're going to do it again. It's, yeah. Of course. Now they got the Mandalorian. I mean, they're saying, keep making these little side I project mean, movies because sure. they're actually better. All right. Let's talk about how much movies. Disney Plus is uh, great and or awful. I well, digress. Here's what talk I'll tell you. Yourself. With a guy who's got two kids, it's, what, 70 bucks a year, and I get all of the freaking Disney movies for All your cost. babysitting needs. Like, yes. that's a steal. Because I was spending more on that, on downloading that on Amazon Prime before. So it's pretty solid. That's a solid so far, plus vote. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to plug Disney Plus, but it, it's working for me. <laughs> it's uh, whenever we signed up for it, we, we watched the first Mandalorian and then watched Free Solo. Yeah, that documentary. Oh, did documentary. it make you nervous the whole time? I, I was sweating. Like, really? like my palms were sweating watching it. Huh. It was such a. But it's oh uh, yeah yeah. If you haven't sure. watched if you that haven't one, seen it, watch it. It yeah. is it is yeah. intense. That guy's dead now, by the way. No. No, nah, I'm joking. Okay. He's, he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody, somebody, a free climber did. Die. I don't know. Could I don't know. Could it be. Could be. Yeah, but somebody know. did, and Kelly was like, "Oh no!" I'm like, "What?" Oh, she goes, "I think the guy." Oh no, it wasn't him. It's like, but it's still somebody. Somebody. <laughs> just, yeah, somebody still probably fell to their death. Yeah, it's still dumb. Uh, I mean, don't go free don't climbing this, everywhere. Don't try this at home. Don't. Go that's not an encouragement video. Don't go do it. This is wrong. Like, latch yourself in. Come I don't know on, what it fun, may be. Like, be after it was over, I, I didn't. It didn't make me want to climb. It didn't make me. It just maybe just. But just it made like, you think about life a little bit. Yeah, I was like, hot oh, damn, man, yeah. that was <laughs> that was intense. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> it was. It's too intense. Yeah. Well, that's All Disney right. Plus for you. There All you right. go. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I had to watch some Beauty and the Beast. You know, just calm it back down. Yeah, some. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The live animation or the animated no, one? The, the original. Animated. The original. Yeah, the original, original. Yeah, yeah, the original, original. bell. Yeah. When this Gaston is, was Gaston. This is going mm-hmm. real deep. And, and the only reason I know this is because I have a three and a half year old who's obsessed with Beauty and the Beast. The live action Beauty and the Beast is not even available on Disney Plus until October 2020. Why? There's some previous agreement. I don't know. I like that you looked into it. Previous. Well, she agreement. wanted to watch the live action one, and she cried and for I had hours. To it was a whole it to tantrum. Her why it wasn't wow. available? She didn't understand. Uh, I don't understand either. Explain it to me. You're gonna cry if I explain right. it to you. I don't want to. I don't want you to throw tantrum. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. And that'll be the third time tonight. Sounds like a tonight. lot of excuses. Yeah. So. I know. We, all, we, we always have to cut for ducks tantrums. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. That's because you're always giving me bullshit excuses. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> True anomaly, you guys are making some really good beers. Appreciate and that, you guys have a really badass spot there on the east side. Uh, like I said, serving right there, the bright tanks. You got the two fooders over there that aging the beers in, doing some really badass stuff. Appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, appreciate thanks. that very much. We like, yeah. we appreciate the support. Thanks for having us on again. Yeah, got a lot of fun Glad stuff coming here. up here in 2020 for all those that uh, appreciate it and look forward to it. We're gonna try to deliver for you. Uh, got a lot of things uh, new, fresh coming in the next year that we're very, very, very excited about. Yep. Um, sure. I'm looking forward to them and probably won't make it to the New Year's Eve party. But if you're looking for something to do, check out True Anomaly's New Year's Eve party. There you go. Sounds like it's going to be a good time, especially Should a 10%, 10% quad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Included in your ticket price, by the way. It's, yeah. You know, it's a one, 
What do you mean? Open bar. Open bar. Open yeah. bar. Yeah. <laughs> Including that one, champagne, all the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. The whole deal. It's a party. Yeah. All right. Now, appreciate you guys uh, stopping by. Ed, let's see. Is there anything else I need to talk about? I don't think so. Ah, yeah, now, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And if you want to listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company, you can go to SoundCloud, iTunes, DrinkOfAges.com, and other places on the internet to listen to some of the old fun shows. And it's good because you, you probably listened to the first interview that we did, True Anomaly. Oh. And April? Was, April? Is that when it was? Ah. Uh, no, was I mean, no, 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 no. We had one that we actually released maybe this year, April-ish. We had another one that we recorded like two years two ago. Two years ago, yeah. And no, it was longer than that. If you have oh, it yeah, somewhere, like four years ago. Four you years let ago. us know because I would love to listen to it uh, for sure. It's, it's on SoundCloud so go. and on yeah. iTunes. So we just got to go back and find which episode that is. There Probably like 152 or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it would be fun to go back and listen to that one. There you go. But yeah, thank everybody for listening. Everybody be safe out there, and we'll talk to you next week.